No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Isaiah tells Hezekiah that he will die and to put his house in order. Hezekiah prays and God extends his life 15 years. But is that wise? We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 2 Kings chapter 20 on Simply the Bible. You've heard of a blessing in disguise. Sometimes bad news turns out to be good news. Sometimes we pray for God to change a situation to relieve our pain or to give us what we want. But sometimes it turns out that what we want really isn't what's best for us. Today we look at such a situation in the life of King Hezekiah of Judah. We continue today in 2 Kings chapter 20. In those days, Hezekiah was sick and near death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, went to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Now that's just not the kind of message you want to hear from God's messenger. Some commentators believe this occurred before the events of the previous two chapters, chapters 18 and 19, dealing with the Assyrian invasion. They place this event at 702 BC with the Assyrians returning to attack Jerusalem in the following year. Now, it's probably God's mercy that we don't know the day of our death in advance. I mean, really, wouldn't it affect how we live? Those who are diagnosed with a terminal illness view life differently. J. Vernon McGee shares a story of a young pastor he knew who was given only a short time to live because of recurring cancer. And he wrote in a letter, One thing I have discovered in the last few days, when a Christian is suddenly confronted with the sentence of death, he surely begins to give a proper evaluation of material things. My fishing gear and books and orchard are not nearly so valuable as they were a week ago. In my experience, do you know what becomes increasingly important to people who are faced with the prospect of imminent death? Faith and family. Oh, that we would all learn the priorities of those who are near death's door. Often, we walk through life as though we expect our days to be unlimited. But of course, we all only have a finite number of days. Our appointment with God may in fact be sooner than we realize. Then Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall and prayed to the Lord, saying, Remember now, O Lord, I pray, how I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart and have done what was good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Obviously, this news from Isaiah the prophet brought Hezekiah to a place of great mourning, weeping bitterly. He didn't want to die, and we can't blame him for that. Hezekiah trusted in the Lord. He had loved the Lord. He had served the Lord, and he believed in God's good character. And so he prayed to the Lord. 
Now, the good thing was Hezekiah could point to his track record, his life. He had lived faithfully to God and he could point out to the Lord to remember him and how he had walked before him in truth and with a loyal heart. And that's great to be able to do that. It's great to be able to have the confidence that we can approach God knowing that things are right. We've done the best we can to serve him. And, you know, Hezekiah could say, Lord, just remember me. And it happened before Isaiah had gone out into the middle court that the word of the Lord came to him saying, return and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people, thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Surely I will heal you. On the third day, you shall go up to the house of the Lord, and I will add to your days 15 years. I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city for my own sake and for the sake of my servant David. So before Isaiah even gets to the middle court, he had just barely left Hezekiah, and the word of the Lord came to Isaiah. He's already answering Hezekiah. And he said, I have heard your prayer. Proverbs 15, 29 says, the Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayers of the righteous. And God said, I have seen your tears. There have been those times when I have said something thoughtless or hurtful to my wife, and I have watched her beautiful brown eyes well up with tears. And you know, that crushes me. Now, if I can be moved by the tears of someone I love, then how much more is God moved by our tears? Now, it is amazing how quickly God responds here to Hezekiah's prayer. I can't give you an answer for why God answers us quickly sometimes, and other times he takes so long to answer. But certainly God is sovereign in how and when he answers our prayers and he is sovereign over the days of our lives and how many of them we have. Hezekiah had been deathly ill, but he would recover within three days and he would be able to then go worship in the Lord's house. I'll tell you, after I've been sick, I miss not being able to go to the Lord's house to worship with God's people in a church service, you know, and what a blessing it is to go back after you've been sick and be able to worship the Lord, to be able to give him thanks for feeling good. Moreover, God would give Hezekiah 15 more years. God would deliver him from the hand of Assyria and would defend Jerusalem for his own namesake and for the sake of his servant David. Now, this is one of the reasons why commentators think that the Assyrian siege of Jerusalem and the mighty angel that we've already studied about who killed 185,000 Assyrian troops, that that all happened after this event. So Isaiah said, take a lump of figs. So they took and laid it on the boil and he recovered. Placing an ointment made from figs on a wound was a medicinal treatment in that day. God made use of this, but it was obvious that Hezekiah's healing was miraculous and not just medicinal. Likewise, God may use our medicinal treatments in healing, but he controls the healing process through the body's mechanisms, through medicine, and occasionally through the spiritual gifts of healing. 
We are told in James 5.14, Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Now, some people think that the anointing of oil mentioned here is only for medicinal purposes. I believe that it can be for that, but I also believe that the oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Just as they anointed the priests and kings with oil, so we anoint people with oil, praying that God will heal them by His Spirit. After this treatment, Hezekiah recovered. And Hezekiah said to Isaiah, What is the sign that the Lord will heal me? And then I shall go up to the house of the Lord the third day. Now, I don't really understand why Hezekiah asked for a sign. I mean, wasn't Isaiah's word good enough? Isaiah was certainly a faithful prophet. But Hezekiah asked for a sign, and God had given a sign to his father Ahaz, and so he wanted to know for sure that he really was going to get well. Then Isaiah said, This is the sign to you from the Lord, that the Lord will do the thing which he has spoken. Shall the shadow go forward ten degrees, or go backward 10 degrees. And Hezekiah answered, It is an easy thing for the shadow to go down 10 degrees. No, but let the shadow go backwards 10 degrees. So Isaiah the prophet cried out to the Lord, and he brought the shadow 10 degrees backward, by which it had gone down on the sundial of Ahaz. Now, how God did that, I don't know. Did he stop the earth on its rotation and reverse it? I mean, Who knows? I don't know how he did it. But you know what? People that want to find some natural explanation for every miracle in the Bible, look, I just take them back to Genesis 1.1. Do you believe that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth? And if he did that, well, he could do this too. He could make the shadow shift on the sundial and go backwards if he chooses to do so. Verse 12. At that time, Birodak Baladan, the son of Baladan, king of Babylon, sent letters and a present to Hezekiah, for he heard that Hezekiah had been sick. And Hezekiah was attentive to them and showed them all the house of his treasures, the silver and gold, the spices and precious ointment, and all his armory, all that was found among his treasures." There was nothing in his house or in all his dominion that Hezekiah did not show them. Then Isaiah the prophet went to King Hezekiah and said to him, What did these men say and from where did they come to you? So Hezekiah said, They came from a far country from Babylon. And he said, What have they seen in your house? So Hezekiah answered, They have seen all that is in my house. There is nothing among my treasures that I have not shown them. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Hear the word of the Lord. Behold, the days are coming when all that is in your house and what your fathers have accumulated until this day shall be carried to Babylon. Nothing shall be left, says the Lord. And they shall take away some of your sons who will descend from you, whom you will beget, and they shall be eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. Now we are told in 2 Chronicles that God was testing Hezekiah through this. His his heart was lifted up in pride, and God allowed these envoys of Babylon to come and 
bring a gift. And no doubt Hezekiah was very flattered that they brought him a gift and were concerned about his welfare. And, and so he just began to be very open and transparent about how God had blessed them and all the treasures that he had. But perhaps there was a little bit of boasting involved in all of this because it really wasn't very wise. What happened was, is the Babylonians got to see all the treasures that were there in Jerusalem and they made note of it. And of course, they would come back later and destroy Jerusalem and take away all those treasures. So really wasn't uh, real wise for Hezekiah to do that. So Hezekiah said to Isaiah, the word of the Lord which you have spoken is good. For he said, will there not be peace and truth at least in my days? And so, you know, Hezekiah was submitted to God's plan in this. But at the same time, there seems to be a bit of indifference here, not really concerned about his children, his grandchildren and what they would face. And I'm sort of troubled by that attitude. The big question in all of this is, was it good for Hezekiah to get a life extension? We will see that during that 15 years, his son Manasseh would be born, and Manasseh would turn out to be the most wicked king Judah ever had. And I think sometimes when God reveals his will to us, you know, we want our way and we pray our way, but maybe that's not the best way. We don't always know. And sometimes I think we're best to say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow we'll see where Hezekiah dies and his son Manasseh reigns. He's a very wicked king who seduces Judah into idolatry. The line of unavoidable judgment is crossed. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2 Kings on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible